Culture Wars with Giles Hardy and Dom Knight. You're different. Sooner or later, different scares people. You think if you don't fight back, then maybe they'll like you, stop picking on you, calling you a freak. Victim or not, make a decision. That's Ben Affleck's dad in The Accountant, a film where he is very, very different. Yes, people don't like him, and he certainly gets things done. Giles Hardy, an interesting film. It was. Welcome to the Culture War, Dom Knight, where we will be discussing films. To avoid agreeing violently, we're going to ensure that we disagree violently by tossing a coin and choosing who will come down in favour of a film and who will come down against it. We'll argue it out, and then at the end we'll tell you what we actually think once one of us has clearly convinced the other Dom. Okay, Giles, so let's get into it. Let's toss a coin. Okay, this is the the coin. coin. Uh, Heads or tails, Dom? Tails. Oh, it's heads. I am going to argue for The Accountant. Oh, that would be more fun. All right, Charles, give us your take on this film. Okay, so The Accountant sees Ben Affleck uh, playing a, a man aged approximately the age of Ben Affleck. He is clearly sitting on the Asperger spectrum somewhere, and uh, we learn this partly because we get many a flashback to his character as a boy, where he is uh, has a military dad who essentially has a unique uh, approach to dealing with a son in with facing such difficulties, which is to train him to be an assassin. Uh, so he, as a grown man, he is now both bookkeeper to the mob and other unlawful organisations. Are you as, sure you want to be... As well as right. he is also uh, possessed of many a violent and uh, a militaristic skill, which means he can enforce his own unique moral code. Uh, what we get is he progressing on uh, a particular mission in which he is investigating some complex financial fraud in a supposedly legal company, uh, whilst he also faces quite a lot of pushback from a somewhat unknown uh, individual uh, who looks a lot like, well, looks a lot like the Punisher, actually, uh, because it is the Punisher from uh, the Marvel series Daredevil. And then he, of course, meets Anna Kendrick, who is a apparently non-spectrum also accountant, uh, who is the one who identified the problems that he is now investigating, and they combine their accountant forces for what I feel was genuinely one of the best films of the year uh, and something that I think is in that sort of diehard realm of a surreal concept for an action film that, when executed well, makes it so much better. This film, Giles, I imagine is a result of a bet among screenwriters, Uh, and the bet goes something like this. Make a film about an accountant called The Accountant that's interesting and suspenseful. And look, they've certainly done that. The, the premise is essentially, what if Rain Man had incredible martial arts skills and was brilliant with guns? What if he was basically Jack Reacher? That um, is what this film is all about. Ben Affleck plays the accountant. Can I point out somewhat ironically, Rain Man is Jack Reacher. Uh, that actually is Tom Cruise in both films. But, you know, the, the brief aside, I just, just wanted to mention got, that. All right, look, but, but this is the thing. So you've got a character who has all of, um, I, I guess, Rain Man is shorthand for someone on the spectrum in the world of movies, all the obsessions, all of the emotional deadness uh, played by Ben Affleck, essentially by not moving his face at all. Uh, but then at various points in time, he, A, does incredible feats of mathematics, sorting through 
um, a complex and potentially very dull accounting transactions in one evening at very very high speed. Which at least beautiful it- in beautiful mind fashion. Yes, it has yes, to be said. He does. He takes to the glass wall much like Russell Crowe took to a window. Yeah, it's uh, it's even less compelling. And uh, yeah, but th- also he has ridiculous martial arts and gun skills. He can he can shoot um, very accurately from long distances, and he has ridiculous ninja style skills. This makes for a very odd amalgam of characters. On the one hand, he's mentally supposed to be superpowered, but then you also have this action film involving a lot of violence, a lot of bad guys turning up from out of nowhere, quickly being dispatched by said accountant. I don't think it's particularly suspenseful to suggest that he does tend to win out. I guess what's interesting about it is the process of the police. And J.K. Simmons, I can watch do anything, anytime, brilliantly um, playing the cop who's trying to catch him. But then you've essentially got them trying to unravel the mystery of Ben Affleck as weird guy. In the end, it's not that interesting a mystery. The payoff of it is not terribly satisfying. And you walk out of the film kind of going, that was a really weird idea for a film, Giles. Okay, so first thing I'm getting out of you here is you think it's ridiculous. <laughs> it really, it's so dumb. It's just... Okay, no, dumb or ridiculous? It, it is both ridiculous and We'll, uh, we'll get into the sensitivity of how they treat the issue of the spectrum a little bit later on, because that's a whole other issue. I, I think but, I think we can safely say that's probably one we might agree on. But, but it is absurdly far-fetched, the notion of this individual and how they work. And it just it's just a very, very strange character that is in no way engrossing. This person is damaged in such a way that it makes them almost into a superhero. And that just was very strange for me. Look... I, I just keep coming back to the notion, I wonder if we would think this was ridiculous if he weren't on the spectrum. Because honestly, if this guy was walking around saying, yippee ki mathafractor, uh, <laughs> he would be, it, it is the same <laughs> character. Because the thing is, if you look at something like Die Hard, if you look at any of the great action films, the hero has implausible skills. And charisma. But, but the thing is, that, but that doesn't, he, I, charisma does not give or take away your capacity to operate a firearm. But it makes you more entertaining But No, no, I'm arguing you're ridiculous point at the moment. You're, I, I find it odd that you're identifying this film as particularly ridiculous when just because I'm a New York cop doesn't mean that I can blow up the Nakatomi Tower. It's just that, you know, he, you know, th- the whole notion of most action films is that the hero has an implausible skill set, mostly down to the fact that he's the hero and thankfully he's facing a bunch of stormtroopers. So what I think happens here is that almost because they decided to actually genuinely investigate the origins tale of the accountant uh, means that we get, because they try to explain it more, I think you get that sense of ridicule. But I really enjoyed it. I mean, you know, I think it's a, a they've very much riffed off the Marvel Universe style where we get these flashbacks and it is, yeah, it is a genuine origins tale. It for, does feel like for a, a comic book called mm. The Accountant, which in itself does sound like a, a, a terrible a, idea. Well, it sounds like a piss take, but... I, That's true, actually. But the thing is, I like that, and I think I embrace that. I must admit, the one thing that I keep debating is whether this film should or shouldn't be called The Accountant, because I think that it is simultaneously the worst thing for a publicist to try and deal with ever. And I've spoken to countless people who've said, I've said, you should really go and see The Accountant. It's very good. And they've said, but it's called The Accountant. And They're daring you not to watch it. They Josh. really are. I mean, it's an in-your-face to the audience, Take which is a, a novel track. But what I think... Uh, on the flip side is that it very much is 
it's laying out its yeah its plan from the outset. It is saying yes, it's ridiculous that we have set up an action film with Ben Affleck called The Accountant. And the more you learn, the more implausible it is that once you learn he's on the spectrum, once you learn that he is uh, you know, being chased by the feds who can't decide whether he's a good guy or a bad guy, once you learn that he's got a brother who is so obviously and slight spoiler, but so obviously the guy he's going to end up having to battle at the end. It's th- that ridicule is essentially. Rather than the bit most action films do where they go, oh, shiny object, obfuscation, misdirection, hey, we got past that awkward bit where we had to establish he can do all this. This film just goes, we're going to lay out how it happened and why you believe this is less plausible than a radioactive spider, we don't know. So how do you take the bet? How do you make an accountant interesting? Well, it turns out it's a question of whose books you're sent to unravel. Here's J.K. Simmons. Say you're the head of the Sinaloa cartel. Who can you trust to track your stolen cash? He's capable of coming in cold, uncooking years of books, and getting out alive. Imagine the secrets this guy has. It's true, there's always a mob accountant, Giles, in these sorts of films. And they're never this guy. That's the other thing I really liked is they are, you know, I even remember the mob they're accountant. They're always pudgy and scared. Well, yeah. yeah, the guy in The Untouchables. You know, it's, you know, they're always invariably, you know, they're lacking hair. They've got more, more Coke glass in their glasses than they have in their Coke glass. They are very much a, you know, a, you know the nerd's nerd traditionally, regardless of what era they're in. Here, Ben Affleck, I really like the fact that he is quite convincing as, you know, the beautiful mind, the auditor. I like the fact that the other accountant is Anna Kendrick and they have moments where they try to out-awkward each other. And, I mean, she is just not... She's not in the game uh, when it comes to awkwardness. She thinks she's quite awkward and then she finally gets to deal with uh, super awkward. But there's this... I mean, the film is blatantly attempting to be ridiculous, to go back to your previous point, when they then they then bond over artwork and it turns out that he has a collection of you know of original artworks which are in his motorhome which in turn is in a storage facility i mean i don't think this film is ridiculous so much as it is self-satirizing because it's just saying why do you need plausible background I think you're for being these very things very kind to it with 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 the uh, idea that it was intended to be as ridiculous as it seems i don't think it can happen by accident at this level well here's the thing though I- the, the problem with that, the problem is that if, you're, if your central character is typical of those on the spectrum, what you have to deal with is the emotional void at the heart of your character. And Ben Affleck, look, he plays it well in the sense that he gives you very little. His facial expressions are very, very blank. And the way that they handle the relationship with him and Anna Kendrick's character works in the sense that, you know, it, it's consistent with someone with that emotional setup, I think. But it means that he's not even a hero or a villain in a way. He can he can be either because he's so blank. He's such a cipher, as indeed someone on the spectrum doing those things would be. That you don't even know how to feel about him. That is, in one sense, morally interesting. Is he good or bad? It depends who whose side he's on and who he ends up shooting, I suppose. But it means that your central hero has no charisma, almost no personality. And you spend a lot of time in the film with someone on screen who gives you almost nothing to to attach to. That is an intellectually interesting approach. But in terms of a film that's supposed to take you on an emotional journey, when the person having that journey is emotionally dead and they're unrelenting about that, they don't give him 
much of a capacity for change as the film goes on. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler to say. No, no, no. I it, think it, to me, that's unsatisfying as a payoff. Well, see, I think they took that as... I think they gave themselves that as a challenge. I mean, you, you originally said uh, that this might have been a bet. Now, whether it was a bet or whether it was, uh, you know, just the major, uh, you know, iron that they attached to themselves uh, in an effort to handicap them uh, when they were writing this, I don't know. But I think... They used this challenge, they used that limitation to spark creativity, uh, which is a method that you know many a creative writer talks about. And I just think it's worked. It socks off here. I think everything from the way that the Fed's used, the way that Anna Kendrick is used, the way the brother character is used, even the voice of his controller. Uh, and I must admit, one of the weakest aspects I thought of this film was any suggestion that we didn't know who the controller was. Um, I didn't. But, I didn't pick. Oh it. well, well, there you go. Uh, but I, you know, I, I had a fairly strong sense who the controller was going to be uh, very early on. But I think that it's a really uh, what they've done is to have essentially. As you say, every action film sets up with the hero in one format and they went, right, the only way to ensure we don't make the same action film everyone else does is to inherently change our hero so that he has to be different. And I think it allows him to play in a moral grey zone in a very different way. I mean, we, he, he never re- launches into anti-hero. He is without doubt the hero of the piece, but he's a hero without his own... Uh, st- standard moral compass. He's got his own code and it clearly is based far more around personal betrayal than any sense of empathy and the greater good. And what that makes for is a much more interesting story for me because he's not restricted in in ways that we expect a hero in a standard Hollywood film to suddenly, you know, not kill the bad guy, but the bad guy accidentally falls out the window anyway. It's, you know, he has complete... Yeah, no about the way he's going to go about it. Other his moral code. It's true. Look, that that is it's certainly different, and this is the thing. It's it's why to me it comes down to this idea of a screenwriter's bet because they've taken away so much of the armory of what makes action films work as a rule, and I think it lacked that. It was certainly original, but my sense was that I understood why it was important to have a likable protagonist. Um, what 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 we're talking about the moral ambiguity. Certainly, J.K. Simmons's character of Ray King also inhabits a zone of moral ambiguity. And as you learn more about him and his journey within life, you get a really good sense also of of being on both sides of the street, in a sense. I also really enjoyed uh, Cynthia Adai-Robinson, who was the younger uh, operative who did a lot of the tracking down. The Probably the most satisfying part of the film for me was actually the way that they figured out who he was and unraveled his mystery for us as the audience. Even though we're uh, sitting on his shoulder for much of the film, the, the way that the cops try and track him down is really interesting and the world that he's built for himself which they discover um, is very very clever so there's a lot of cleverness in the way that his character's built up and I enjoyed that but in the end I just ended up feeling why is this movie even here? Oh well I mean I think that's always in an action field that's a dangerous question because ultimately nearly 99% of action films fail that test just because they're there for escapism they're not there to provide a philosophical conversation I'm not sure A you would get the cast of this we haven't even mentioned John Lithgow who plays the head of the uh, uh, the company who is being investigated uh, who, who wants his own company investigated we should say nor Jeffrey Tambor who is amazing as the, as the yeah. mentor to uh, our accountant uh, Christian Wolfe in prison and the way that those threads end up being tied together I think is really interesting but I like the notion that if I told you this story but I took out the 
aspect of the accountant, you know, if we just said that he is a, a guy who's good with guns, who is brought into a normal situation uh, and, and discovers things have gone awry and then has to fight his way out. Every aspect of this this film that you d- discuss and that you would elaborate if we weren't going, if we went to complete spoilers, I'd try and do a complete tale- telling of this story without him being on the spectrum. Mm. It'd sound like every other action film we've ever heard. It's like, shockingly, the corporate guy turns out to be a little grey zone. Shockingly, the feds have a little bit of a, a to and fro as to actually who's the good but guy and the bad guy. The but the system's yeah, yeah. going to. It's all very generic. And I th- why I think this is so clever is because I had no idea where this film was going to go consistently because of the fact that the hero was such a different device. Well, let's talk about the portrayal of a hero who was on the spectrum. Now, look, I'm no expert in the in the politics and rules of the way that you portray autism and the autism spectrum, as it's called now. But essentially, if I were part of a group dedicated to promote the understanding of autism, I'd be quite troubled by this, I think, because it, it essentially shows um, someone who is on the verge of being amoral and this idea of being dead inside and even though there's often a sense in which autism does give people special powers and we know that for instance in the tech world there are a lot of people who are on that spectrum and it lets them do things like high level coding really really well it's kind of a monstrous portrayal of of those particular challenges in life and there's a whole backstory to do with his childhood that explains why and you mentioned before that the the father takes over his rearing and has some pretty screwy ideas about how to do that but the thing is, I didn't end up feeling sorry for him, really. I didn't end up feeling that I wished his life would have gone another way because he's he's really a caricature of what the spectrum is like. And sure, okay, there's obviously a romantic plot and so on. But we are left with a man who is still essentially a nightmare version of that spectrum. And I think I'll that's see, I see, I agree with everything you've said until nightmare version. I, I think that that's an. I think you're overreacting this to say this is a nightmare version of anything. I think I you, you can make the exact same. Uh, you can make the exact same suggestion that this is the daredevil for blind people. The accountant is for uh, for autistic people. Like it is a comic book, very simplistic empowerment. So I mean, you know, at times this does feel like it's Sheldon from The Big Bang Theory with a gun. The humor comes from an absence of context for uh, for some things that are said or for what's just happened and a, and a comment that reveals that. I think that it's always a bit dangerous to get too trapped into a they should have done absolutely everything perfectly because I think that you know ultimately this is an action film, not a documentary. Giles, there you go. We've had a discussion pro and con. Let's say what we really thought. I, I stand by everything I've said. I genuinely think this is one of the best films of the year. Um, I think this is a really original action film and I, um, I would highly recommend it to anyone who wants to go to the cinema. A lot of critics disagree with you. Look, I... I enjoyed it um, probably more than didn't enjoy it. It certainly um, it delivers a lot in terms of the action. All the actors are pretty great, and they're all great actors. But I did walk out of the film just kind of going, what was that? Was that a dare? I think it probably was. I'm not sure that the dare entirely worked out. Oh, well, look, I, I think that uh, they've taken risks, and in my mind, they've got rewards. About a 6 out of 10 for me, I think. 9 out of 10 for me. Next time on Culture Wars, Giles, we will review J.K. Rowling's first attempt as a screenwriter to extend the Harry Potter universe, Fantastic Beasts, and where to find them. Catch you then. Bye.